This is fucking Nick Gage, man. I'm the leader of the MDK gang, Eastern Block. Shout out to Nate Hatred, RIP Hate Club. If you ain't listening to Wrestling Cheers, I'm going to send someone to your fucking house. They're going to murder your fucking family right in front of you. So I bet you, I bet you, you better be listening to Wrestling Cheers. It's the fucking God. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you sign to AEW. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for a recent AIW show, Bad Boy for Life. I am your host. I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and just those two. Wrestling Cheers, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and as well as wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is a review episode for bad boy for life also said i am your host justin summers and we're joined by first off we got caden i'm on here all the time you're used to me by now yeah i mean i kind of divided it up try to get more people on no I, i'm here you're stuck with me Actually working on getting some new people on to help cycle in everybody. I might go away for a little bit then. <laughs> well, you're going to go away for at least the next two weeks, guaranteed. <laughs> hey, you guys get a break from me for a little bit then. We're good. So you were at Bad Boy for Life, just like me, uh, live at the Winchester. Finally got my mystery show. <laughs> and a man who was not there, but he watched it on Fight TV we have Charlie Butters. Hey, what's going on, man? So how was the uh, Fight TV stream? It was interesting. Um, hearing Thorne on commentary, and like he, he was real, I could barely hear him at first, but uh, it was interesting. It was a good time. I still enjoyed it. Was it some of the same audio issues we had for Slumber Party Massacre? It just it sounded like one of the mics was real light, like uh, it wasn't close to their, their mouth. So I don't know. That's all it was. Like I could hear them just fine, but it was like they just were kind of in the background. It was weird. That makes sense. I, I, I don't remember there being an issue for Slumber Party. So I remember hearing people talk about, and I want to say it was Rick, saying that like Wadsworth might have been hard to hear at some points. Yeah, it's possible. So, Caden, you finally got your mystery show. I've been asking for this for a very long time. I mean, I've always talked about how much I love just the the mystery aspects of like certain like matchups. Like, oh, uh, we're gonna have a pick your poison match, 
or oh we're gonna have uh, you know some mystery partners and stuff or mystery opponents so it's those moments are so fun for speculation so then we get this card and an entire show of things like that and i'm tasked to do a preview with only knowing one match (sighs) i was happy to say that we pulled out an Slightly over an hour episode um, over one match, but there was a lot of speculation, a lot of conversation, and, you know, this is something I wouldn't mind seeing. Like I, mean, like I said, I believe last week on the show, or two weeks ago on the show, that as a fan, I love these things, these kind of mystery shows, but as like someone who produces content that talks about these shows, it made it harder, and I don't like it, but the fan side of me is going to win a little bit because, I mean, it's still fun to talk about, and I can translate into that into conversation. So, Caden, you got any other comments about finally getting this mystery show? It was exactly what I hoped for. Let's put it that way. I don't want to go too far into it just yet, but it's a very, very good show if you have not checked it out. So, we started off with two matches that Charlie has no idea um, what the matches were like. Because it seems like what they're doing, which is cool, is they're giving some pre-show matches to the crowd. Are they these blockbuster matches? No, but it gives us something extra. They're fun. Yeah. So, they're not going to be five-star matches. And they're not going to contain, like, main eventers. But, but they're a good way to get everyone ready for the show. Yeah. Help, help get the, the crowd hyped and... We started Get off. Get some of the trainees' experience. Speaking of which, we started off with TKD versus the returning Ryder Reed. I was really happy to see Ryder Reed finally come back. The dude has gone through a bumpy road just like over the last year with injuries and such. So, him making his return official, even with a, a new theme, was uh, kind of really bit, cool to see. Bit of a new look, too. Yeah, bit of a new look. Uh, definitely some new tights, kind of going more with the the skater image. And what? Oh God! Now I'm looking at it. You know who it kind of looks like? Just his his, uh, his tights, pants, whatever you want to call it. Fucking Sami Zayn. Yeah. But I will say I didn't notice that in the moment, but I felt like it it actually complemented the gimmick. It works very well for what he's going for. So this is where we where we started things off in the. We kind of saw a different side of TKD. He was more talking shit to the crowd. Yeah, angry. Yeah. Which, I mean, rightfully so. Here's a dude who, I mean, everybody else who was in his class have, has, or at least that of that match, like has gone on to like a lot bigger things. Fucking Zach Thomas is, has been on a tear, as some would say. You have <laughs> Wes Barkley, who's become a huge name. And who else was in that class? Why am I? Blanking on the fourth name. Oh, Ryder Reed. So, okay, we got both of these dudes in this match from that class. Trying to, I guess, prove themselves in a way. Yeah. yeah I mean... That like, might not be the best way of putting it, but... I think TKD was more trying to prove something. Ryder Reed has a little bit of an excuse of a lot of the injuries and everything. Like, there, there was another wrestler that was at the show, and I kind of thought he was going to be coming back too, but he didn't. And that was Chase Oliver. And that's another dude who has been through a lot of injuries and such since he debuted. On a side note, it was great to see Chase Oliver back at AIW, even if he it's was... It's been too long since he's been at a show. Yeah. So it was really, really cool to see him, 
you know, will he come back in November? Who who knows? But I don't know. Just still seeing someone make one step closer to coming back was really cool. And that's kind of where now we are with, with Ryder Reed. So, yeah, TKD is just, like, taking a complete backseat to everybody. So, he, I mean, I figure he is trying to prove himself. And I think he did pretty good in his match, from my point of view, at least. It was TKD who won via spinning back kick. And again, I always say this, but if there's a name for it, tell me. Yes. Then next up for the pre-show, I mean, they gave us a nice break in between the matches. And they weren't back-to-back. There was, what, maybe ten minutes in between? I don't know. Like, did they open doors early, too? Because I got there at a certain time, and I thought there was still, like, X amount of time before doors opened. Like some, There was the early admission thing for some people. Yeah, the early admission and the gold circle, or whatever, the, that they were using for front row. Like, I know, because I got there, and I was outside, and then I tried making my way through the bar, and I was going to be looking for you. And then as that was happening, all of a sudden, the line started moving, and I went, oh, shit. So fuck well, what's going on what's going on like i don't know like is do we have do we have time before doors are supposed to open but yeah that i know uh tripped me up and they opened right around when they were supposed to at least i think so i don't really pay attention i just go in when they say go in now next up we had chuck stone and arthur MacArthur. even though i tagged the wrong account versus <laughs> eddie only and Derek direction something like i don't know if this happened to anybody else on twitter Besides having, like, really bad reception at the Winchester, w- worse than any other venue AIW's been at, ever, like, type in a Twitter handle, and just before you're you're about to select it, like, say you type in a couple letters, a bunch of op- uh, possibilities pop up, you go maybe go for the second one, and right before you're about to hit it, it changes. That's, yeah, that's... That's what happened to me. And I didn't notice it until we were tweeted that, hey, wrong account. And I'm like, What? And I looked, I was like, oh, oh, shit. So it fucking happens. My bad. And I did try to blame Caden at first, but at least I didn't do it publicly. I did it like when we were talking and he was like, no, that wasn't me. And then I looked at the tweeting. I'm like, oh, no, that was my tweet. Fuck. Good job. (laughs) You rap scallion. But like I said, Arthur, MacArthur and Chuck Stone versus Eddie only Derek direction of the production this this was a fun match i'm a huge fan of both teams and uh obviously because this wasn't on fight tv and not if you weren't there you didn't see it there was no it wasn't like a good guy bad guy team it was they were both faces they were both good guys using the technical terms here technical whatever there there was no reason to boo either team unless it was like like who you like yeah and even at the end of the match, you had the production, you know, hey, give it up for Arthur MacArthur and Chuck Stone. So these like these four, five, if you consider Dan Housen, like of my favorites right now in AIW. I'm hoping this ends up being a free match that they put out on YouTube because it's fun. As yeah. simple as it was. Or maybe it's a match we see on a show in a couple months. Yeah. One more time. Rerun it at some point. Or maybe, could, could we find a third person for Chuck Stone and Arthur MacArthur? To, uh... Yeah, go get trained. What? Go get trained. <laughs> you're, the, you're the tag partner. In my head, I was kind of thinking of that, but I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm not a real option. But it, like, I don't know, is there anybody that fits? For some reason, in my head, I'm thinking like, uh, oh, what's the, the new name? Because I don't want to get the right. Yeah, it's Boomer Hatfield. I, I just picture him with those two and fitting in. 
Yeah, kind of. I don't know why, but like that's like the first name that comes to my head. That's a weird little crew of people, but that would work. Or. Or. Could we get Fontaine? That yes. Could, that could yes. be a real fun match. You head in Fontaine with those two against all oh, three yeah. members of the production. Oh, give me that. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, yes. Any uh, any thoughts on this matchup, Caden? Again, it was fun. For these being just pre-show matches, they were both surprisingly good. Just, they did the job of getting me excited for the rest of the show. Which is exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Surprising the production in one of them, though. It was the production that won via Alabama Slam into the buckles. I- I'm not sure what else you call that, Derek. You probably call it something. Let me know. So that does it for the, the two pre-show matches, which which were fun. I, I really enjoyed seeing those, but we got into the official card. And the one thing that I'll throw out that I did love about this card as a whole, there was the one match that we knew, and that was in the first half. So when we go went into the second half, it was like, we don't know anything. And that was part of the fun. We started things off officially with the card, Trey Lamar versus... Lee Moriarty. What a way to start. Oh, what a way to start indeed. Uh, I I love Lee Moriarty. Love giving the dude shit, but uh, absolute one of my favorite additions to AIW this year. And then, you know, Trey in this new era for him with 40 acres, I feel like there's a a bigger chip on his shoulder than there even was before. And he's been, uh, I don't know, showing off a little bit. Yeah, kind of. What did you uh, think about this match, Caden? As that was a very, very good way to start the show. Officially start the show. Um, we and Trey have interacted a bit in some scrambles, but this is their first proper one-on-one match here, and it held up very well. It should be doing dives at this building, I'll just say that much. <laughs> I'm tired of catching wrestlers. Good God, there was a couple spots on this whole show, and I mean, we started off hot with this one. Where um, early in the match when when that happened and I like I got up and I'm like I'm hurry like running to my right going like getting the fuck out of the way and I get still was quick enough I think I talked to Lee later in the night he's like why didn't you catch me and I'm like cause I got ramming out the fuck out of the way I'm small and I catch all these people <laughs> I'm Keaton the small everybody. fragile one and I catch people on dives come on now not how this works. I'm older. I'm 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 frail too. <laughs> we'll get to the spot earlier in the night, not earlier but later in the night of where yeah, it was like get the fuck out of the way quick. We were giving notice of this one. Are we supposed to talk about that aspect of it? Eh. <laughs> You're giving numerous eh. warnings and <laughs> like it was get the fuck it, out It's not to the point sometimes we get told so we don't all get killed on dives. I got a really good video of that one though. <laughs> so, we'll get to to that one later. We have a Trey Lamar versus Lee Moriarty. Great, great way to start the show. And it was uh, Trey Lamar winning via Snapmare Driver. Yeah, I thought he uh, he showed a lot in this match. Like, I, I really enjoyed this match because, like, I don't get this. You don't get to see, like, Trey one-on-one a lot with, with being with 40 Acres now. At least I haven't this year. And uh, I really enjoyed it. He wore his HBK uh, tights, which I really like those. Um, he never wears them when I'm there, but it was a good match. I like that suplex spot that he did. That was really cool. The roll through 
Yeah, that was that sick. was very good. At least Ethan Page wasn't there. <laughs> well, that's I mean you know that's how that goes. Like I I got we got all these little things that you know I'm never there for any of them. Like I was mad I missed Manders this time, but I at least got to see him during Jaylit. So for those who don't know, the the running thing has kind of been Charlie has missed how many a uh, Ethan Page appearances in AIW? Uh, well, since I started going all the time, I've, he hasn't been there regularly. And then he was there on a Thursday show that I, I can't make Thursday shows. So, uh, he was at that show. So I, we ended up catching him that weekend though. But yeah, like anytime I'm not there, he's there. Anytime I'm there, he's not there. So yeah, we were, we were happy he made that black label pro show. Cause that would have been a really bad, uh, part of your, your streak. <laughs> well, he was in the title match, so he kind of had to be there. Shit happens. I'm just happy shit didn't happen. <laughs> I think it's just his TNA schedule is why he's not busy boy at the normal shows. Like Thursday shows work out for him, so it's whatever. I get to see him here and there sparingly. It makes me appreciate when I do get to see him more. So next up, we had Zach Thomas, and this, this is the thing that I like about the mystery shows when you don't know. You hear one theme, and it's like, all right, like, who's next? Who's coming out? So Zach Thomas comes out, and then all of a sudden, KTB's music hit, and it's like, oh, fuck. KTB versus Zach Thomas. This is fucking awesome. Yes. Were, were there woods nearby? Uh, I don't know if they were nearby, but he definitely came from them. Okay. Hot air balloon. Might have traveled a little bit. Might have traveled a lot all weekend. Yeah, that's this thing. It's a pretty long weekend, Thursday to Monday. Oh, wow, yeah, he's probably just now going back to the woods as of this recording. So, what do you think? What do you think about this match uh, from Fight TV, Charlie? Uh, this is the like first time I could tell that like something was wrong with the ring. Uh, I don't think it happened during this match though, but like I really noticed that like the ropes were really loose. Um, so like KTB like couldn't do some of his normal stuff, but I thought the match was really good. Like, uh. Zach is almost a hoss, so uh, you know KTB is a hoss. So it was, it was a pretty good battle, man. It was it was pretty solid. Zach is like a proto hoss. We'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. He just hits people real hard, so he will fit in that category. This was talked about on Twitter later in the night of the show. When the fuck is the Duke gonna put up that boot? Nope. Like he's not the the fucking hoss title trophy boot whatever is about as defended as much as the light heavyweight title was for an extended period of time where it was just like once you saw it on tv again you're like oh they're losing the title let me check this i'll tell you exactly how long it's been since he's defended it because now we're talking about it i'm trying to like he won it at the end of 2017 so we're coming close on two years and I think he's might have had one title defense, one boot defense, if that. No, none. None, yeah, none in two years. The, no, Wet Bandits was the last time he properly defended it. He wasn't even of defense. He won it. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That was it. That was the last time the thing was even mentioned. I mean, he it's mentioned. It. He brings it, it out. That's it. It hasn't been defended or this was there. Like, we can have an open-ass Haas division, seems how now we don't have a women's division. Well, we don't have a women's champion, and not, yeah, much of, yeah. and not much of a supporting division. So imagine 
And we just we put the boot in the, its place. I think you know we could have a lot of fun uh, matches. Take a hoss division. There's a there's yeah. a lot of people I'd like to see. That we'll make that one work. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Do just forearming each other in the face for 20 minutes. Let's go. Have a sounds like my kind of wrestling. Have a hoss show and or yes. comedy and a comedy show. That's what I'd love to see. One of the, I want to see one of the two. Combine them and that'd be even better. But one of the two. <laughs> We're gonna have a hosh, so you gotta bring in that human shotgun. Uh oh god, there's so so many people I'd love to see to be brought in for a show like that. Or even for the Haas boot, but that's a discussion for another day. Yes. That's a discussion for Twitter. <laughs> it was uh Zach Thomas who won via Soul Bomb, which I figured it would be it would have been KTB that would have won, but it was uh, Zach Thomas got the upset. KTB on a bit of a losing streak. At least three. Sekimoto, the Absolution. Okay, four. It, yeah, it's four matches now. So does that mean he gets an intense title shot now? Yes. <laughs> See you at the Akron show, KTB. <laughs> I hope so. There's there's some woods nearby. I figure it's like... Uh, there definitely is. It's an easy commute for him, so I mean, why not? Just set up the ring outside. He'll definitely show up then. Next up, we had... Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and professional Parker Pierce versus the Weird World. And this, uh, how do how do how do I describe this uh, beginning of the match? Because it wasn't just a, a straight up match. You had Dr. Dan and, and Parker Pierce come out, kind of talk some shit. Then you get the Weird World's music hit, and you know, worldwide talking a lot of shit. And they uh, they tried to get. Parker Pierce to drink and try to get Dr. Dan go to, back to his old ways. Yeah. Try to, to, to drink some of the uh, PBR and it backfired. And that's how we kind of got into the match. Did I get, did I get that right? Am I missing anything? No, that's pretty accurate of how it went. Turn the back to party Parker. He's not about that anymore. Which the, the change in Parker Pierce over the past year has been drastic. Or even, you know, past six months has been drastic. And uh, I like it. For the better, honestly. Yeah. So hopefully he uh, keeps it up. And I, he, I don't know if he's more you know, like motivated, but I don't know. It's, it's it's better now, like I said, than it was like a year ago when he was, you know, you know, be the party guy. And like, even I remember when he first came out, like it was just one of those things like this isn't going to last. And it didn't. But it was a nope. re- it was a really great transition to what he is now. But it, it, it they had to find the transition. And now he. He's on almost all the shows from huh. not doing much before. Yeah. And I think that's one thing with like a lot of the students, you know, you know, in this match alone, you have the weird world. And I feel like since they lost the tag titles, they've kind of fell off the face of the earth in AIW. And yeah, I, they did. And they were a, a team that were on every single show for a while. And then winning the inaugural Chandler Biggins Memorial tag team tournament, Cashing in, becoming champions, and losing on their first title defense, and then nothing. They're just around. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like seeing that. Though these are two dudes that, when they won the tournament, I thought they were going to be able to be booked in like so many different territories. I mean, they did just do a Jersey show recently, and I wanted to go to that show, but I want, I want to see them more. I'd love to see them down south. Fucking, I think worldwide would kill it wherever he goes. But for some reason, he's never going. He's just kind of hanging around the Cleveland area. And I I really hope that's not his fault. 
I want, I love. I don't think we're ever going to find out either. I would just love, love. He's just one of the dudes that, and teams, because Weird Weird Body's fun too. Weird Body's a great dude. I love to see them, them both get more. Killed Dan in this match with a sunset flip bomb to the floor. (laughs) He murdered him. How was this match on Fight TV for you, Charlie? Uh, well, I had to go to the store while this was on, but I was watching it on my phone. I was watching it on my phone while I went to the store and while I was in the store, in the dollar store, getting some stuff for work the next day. So, uh, I got some, I got some looks at the counter when I was watching it while I was like paid for my stuff. Um, when I saw that, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Like it's your basic tag team fair. What do you think of Dan and Parker's new gear? I, I just think it's really cool that like. I never thought I'd see the day that I could watch wrestling on my phone while I was like out and about, like not having to be tied to like a television and all that. I think that's that still amazes me to, to this day, like especially like an AIW show of all things. Like it's pretty cool. I mean, I've often said like just recently just how how easy you can access so much different wrestling. Not even the fact that you can whatever take you want to watch is going to be available mm-hmm. somehow. You know, tape trading isn't as big as it, it used to be. Probably still exists to some people, but it's it's rare. And you don't have to, like, dig through YouTube to find stuff. Now there's proper platforms and proper high-definition format stores. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah, I definitely love that uh, AIW does the Fight TV stuff, like, especially for these Thursday shows. Like, I'll never be able to make one, like, just the way my schedule is. There's never a chance that I'll be able to do one, probably, unless, like, it somehow fell during, like, a holiday weekend or something. But um, I love that I can just watch it on Fight, and, I mean, the price is reasonable, and I I always feel like I get my money's worth out of it, so. And that's a a side note thing, too, when it comes to AW and Fight TV. They said... I think the past these past two shows maybe underperformed, or at least this show underperformed. So the November shows, as of right now, will not be offered on Fight TV. So like I kind of figured that with Akron, but Hell on Earth is one of the is one of the marquee premiere shows of AIW, and I feel like we have a lot of them. But Hell on Earth was like my first show, and it's always like a crazy, crazy day, crazy show. There's so much crazy shit that's happened, and it would kind of suck if people can't experience that elsewhere, but... One of the biggest shows of the year. Yeah. I mean, Abso's obviously the biggest. That's the that's the WrestleMania show. I feel like J-Lit and WrestleRager are on the second tier. Some people will say WrestleRager's right up there with Abso. But you have those top three one way or another. After that, what we would say we have Hell on Earth, Rap Show, well, and Gauntlet. Now, my... The big three would be Gauntlet, Abso, Hell on Earth. Those are like the big three because those are the longest running shows. Yeah. And it helps that Gauntlet is the Royal Rumble, Absolution is the WrestleMania, and Hell on Earth is kind of the Survivor Series. The Survivor Series yeah. in a way. But yeah, it's it to me it's one of the, the marquee shows of the of the year. I love Hell on Earth. But I I hope that people get a chance to watch it on Fight TV, I hope that gets worked out, but if it doesn't, and they're, you know the big, huge name that was announced for the show, Kevin Nash, and I, I, f- I believe we talked about that last week, I can't remember, but I know I'm excited for that. So if, if you're in town or be able to hear, be here on Black Friday, definitely uh, Hell on Earth is a great show. And I even think the Gold Scenes will be coming out for that show. 
Yeah, I believe they will be. All right, so yes, yeah, so going back to what Katie was saying about the the, the new gear, uh, I kind of like it. I I am a fan of any team that ha- can have matching gear, and I think that's something that makes Dan- them look like a proper team. Yes, that's yeah. something that Dan, to his credit, has strived for every single team that he has been in. He I know he didn't and necessarily wanted to look like an actual team. He didn't necessarily get it with Carson as much as he wanted. But he he even got it with with Paige. All even if Paige, it was so like yeah, once, still got it, which was says a lot. So seeing the uh, this this new gear, I thought was pretty cool. And uh, like to me, like those colors are the the Doctor Dan colors. Yeah, kind of. I get what you mean by that. And uh, it was Doctor Daniel C. Brockingham and Parker Pierce win via Northern Lariat. He just clonked him in the back of the head. <laughs> Next up, we had Joey Janela versus Alex Shelley. And I will throw this out. It never became an issue during the night, but I was having really bad reception issues, like I kind of mentioned earlier. And I did make the mistake early in the night of trying to do Instagram videos. I decided I'm no longer going to do Instagram story videos. I'm just going to take clips and then eventually throw them together and see what happens. But I think we I did throw a lot on the wrestling cheers, Instagram, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Um, but yeah, that like really bogged down my connection. The reason why I mentioned it was because I tried it for like the match before this. And I kept trying to just tweet out Joey Janela versus Alex Shelley, you know, they're with, you know, obviously the Twitter handles and my phone was having so, so many issues. And I realized, oh, it's because it's trying to upload these videos at the same time. So as of right now, which we haven't really done much, especially at the Winchester. So we're not going to, I'm definitely saying no more for the time being. For now. I mean, I have a feeling there might be some like really good venues where uh, reception's not an issue. But I have minor issues at the Odeon and I have minor issues here. I don't know what it would be like for Hell on Earth. So we'll figure that shit out later. But... This is the match, the only match that we knew of, and it it was a little bit more down the the middle than I was expecting. I'm just not a like an Alex Shelley fan, and I figured this would be a you know Joey Janela's night, and no, it was split. How did you guys feel about this match? How was it for you on Fight TV, Charlie? Uh, it was really good. Um, I didn't expect uh, anything less. So like I, I like Alex Shelley. Um, I. My thing with Joey Janela is like by the time I really appreciated him, it was uh, later on. So like I, when he, I did get to see him in AIW like I think twice, and I didn't appreciate it at the time. But uh, now looking back, I'm like, man, that was kind of cool. I got to see him back then. Um, overall, the match was, I mean, kind of what I thought it would be, and uh, I was real happy with it. I thought it was a good send off. How about you, Caden? If the ropes were better. <laughs> Okay, you can't use that for every match because by the time I know I I kid. Because <laughs> by the time this we is got... the one where people really were like, "Yeah, these ropes." Are... <laughs> this this ring is fucked. Please don't break. This is the match where it really started to become an issue, but it didn't take anything away from the match. I even think uh, Alex Shelley commented when he came out to ringside for the match right before Joey Janela came out. He was oh shit, like these are bad. It took away nothing. The match was perfect. They, it wasn't this 
ridiculous like deathmatch. It was them doing some cool moves and chain wrestling. It was very, very good. It was a good way to have Janela in AIW one last time before he becomes a big TV star. And it's a good way to start getting Shelly hopefully back as a regular. What did because you, I know he's. I was going to say, what, what did you think about uh, Joey Janela's match on AEW last week? Gaten's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not answering because we're recording this before that happens. Does he have a match announced? I don't think he has a match announced for the I, show. I didn't think he did either. I don't. I'll be honest. I haven't really paid that much attention, but it's a lot of wrestling I watch. All right. <laughs> Well, this week of recording, there's a lot of fucking wrestling. And the thing is, that's... The this big... is the week for wrestling. Well, because, like, on the side note, I, a lot of people have been, like, talking about that. And I'm like, well, yeah, but this is going to be the format from now on. Like, it's not like, oh, this is the big week. It's like, yeah, this is the week that you're going to get it. Oh, for no, the... this, this is the week that it starts. Yeah, this is the week where you get it for the first time. But it's all coming back next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. I'm it, cool with it. Yeah, but I think this the reason why I think everybody thinks this week is so important is because this is going to be, do you keep watching everything if it's all good, or do you stop watching certain stuff because it's this not like quality? So far, Raw was, uh, uh, was shit, so I don't think I'll be watching it again for, for a bit, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping... Wednesday nights just becomes my destination, and that's what I watch every week, guaranteed. So, I mean, my thing it doesn't have to deal with them, any company being good or bad is just having time. And I'll be flat out honest: if you're not AIW, I'm probably not keeping up with you. That's just how I've been. Like, I do this show, I do the editing, I do all that kind of shit. And now, like, because if I just spent all my time devoted to wrestling, whether it be AIW or not. Next thing I know, I'm behind on, like, all these different TV shows and everything. And, pe- like, I don't know, like, the past, like, five years, people have been telling me, oh, you should really watch Insert Show Name. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't have time. And now I'm trying to just take my time outside of wrestling. Like, I still follow along, like, through certain podcasts. But sitting down and watching it, especially right now, there is way, way too fucking much wrestling. And I know that's not a bad thing. But also, if you're, if you're not AIW or Southern Underground Pro... I'm really not keeping up with you, that, but that's that's just me. I'm keeping it simple for a while, and I kind of like that. And if I should say it, if I can't go to your show. so You have your two companies you like. I don't even say just the two companies. It's I mean, I love independent wrestling kind of as a whole, and like getting to discover new names. Like, that is the thing that I love. Like, that's what I, I started to like New Japan for, because it was a bunch of people that I didn't know who they were, and I was like falling in love with characters and all this kind of stuff. Then, nope. <laughs> well, no, then I realized I can do the same thing here. I can follow some of the Underground Pro. And I can watch, like, you know, I'm just throwing out a guy because let's, I mean, let's fucking talk about him for a quick second. Marco Stunt. I saw him on Southern Underground Pro. Fell in love with the dude. Then he gets a shot at GCW. Then he gets a shot at All In. Then he gets a shot with with now All Elite. So it's like, I got that that experience of, like, following somebody and becoming a huge fan of theirs here. I didn't have to go to Japan. I didn't have to go to England or any, or, or England. Like, like I just, I did it here. And that's one thing that I love. So that's why I try to follow as much lo- uh, like regional stuff. And even if I'm not, all right, this is what happened at Black Label. Uh, let me watch the, 
the last St. Louis Anarchy show, all this kind of stuff. It's still like keeping up with names and hoping a lot of them show up here in Cleveland. That's kind of why I like uh, Beyond Show, uh, Uncharted Territory, because like they have wrestling.tv. <laughs> yeah, get your cheap plug in there. Uh, that, that's the job. No, but but they. Uh, they, they bring in a lot of this talent that um, maybe you haven't heard of. And uh, so you get to see a lot of this, like uh, certain guys from that we've seen locally have gotten on there and blown up. And, and like people like we're going to see like this uh, new season, like Manders is going to be on there. Um, Dan Housen's going to be on there. Like guys we know and love Josh Bishop. shots and every, yeah, Josh Bishop. So these guys are going to like even get a bigger audience because I feel like that's uh, a show that you're getting a lot of, uh, different talent. And I think a lot of other, like, I think promoters watch it just to see who's out there and like get an idea. Because, yes. And it's an easy way to do it. Like watch this weekly show, see who's new and then start booking from there. I mean, it makes sense. Like it's like roughly a two hour show yeah. every week, and it's it's I, I really dig it, and uh, I think like like you said like seeing them from the ground up like yeah okay some of these guys are a little bit more established, but by by the point they they get to beyond, but still I think it's really cool that like even if you pick somebody up from there you're gonna see uh, you know them rise even further. So I think I think it's really cool. How the fuck do we get on that tangent? Welcome to Wrestling Cheers, where we like to go on tangents. Uh, fucking Joey Jan- hey, You've listened to the show, you're used to it. Joey Janella and Alex Shelley. Um, yeah, this is everything. Check this one out. It was real good. It was everything we we expected with him. Except for me, I thought we would get some sort of weird twist. I don't. I didn't know exactly what, but I'm like, I don't know. They're only announcing one match. They're not announcing the rest of the card. What makes me think, like, there isn't something that's going to happen with this match. Turns out you got murder chops in this match, so we're good. <laughs> Justin was just expecting Joey Janela to wrestle every match on the show against yep. everybody, <laughs> which would have been fucking sweet. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that'd have been cool. Only if his, Super- last, his last show with us. Why not face everybody on the roster? Only if Superhuman could be there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. Uh, it was Alex Shelley won via Border City Stretch. He's got a good stunner. I'll give him that. And then, uh, uh, <laughs> no sold. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say after the match, the the nice little promo that uh, Alex Shelley cut, giving a lot of credit to Joey Janela and like uh, the hope that he becomes a millionaire on TV. Uh, talking shit about one Enzo, which was great. And that's uh, kind of where we ended with that. And that's the show. Good night. <laughs> I'm surprised Alex Shelley isn't signed with AEW. Like, I feel like that might be coming down the pike. I kind of feel it. I don't know what his deal is with ROH at the moment. That uh, might be something. We No one knows what the deal with ROH is at the moment. <laughs> hey, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> at least they have a decent champ now. Do they? Roosh, I like Roosh. Oh yeah, he did win the belt. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, <laughs> yeah, it ain't David anymore. <laughs> I was gonna more or less say like, what the fuck's going on in Ring of Honor? Like, as much as a lot of people kind of like, Dan Juino loves the women's champion. Uh, the year twenty nineteen. Have Maria and Kelly had I don't, had their match yet? Because that's what I'm expecting to see. They either need to be a tag Not team or they, or they need to have a match. 
because as soon as they brought Maria Mannequin, I'm like, oh, this is the person you have to combat Kelly Klein. That is making my team. So kill everyone. Shut down the company after that. This is it. <sighs> anyway. Not ready for prime time. Wrestling. New episodes every Sunday. Love that podcast house. Then we got PB Smooth versus Danhausen. Love that Danhausen. Paul Tallhead is, is what we like to call him. <laughs> the fact that okay, the fact that we got this match twice in a week. It happened earlier at Unsanctioned Pro, and here's the funny thing: right around another good company in the Ohio area. Right around the time of this match, they tweeted out the link, their YouTube link of Danhausen versus PB Smooth in the No Ring No Rules match. So then, right after that, getting this match, I was like, oh. That's very ironic. Like, I noticed that because I retweeted it. But now we're going to get the match one more time. At a proper show. Yes, at a, at a proper <laughs> show with the production, with Trey Lamar of 40 Acres, who tried to steal my fucking phone as it's he walked out. It's his phone now. <laughs> oh, no. He, he, it's his. Do you think Trey got it out of my hands? <laughs> no, I watched you go, no, this is mine. You go away. <laughs> I'm like, no, you fuck off. <laughs> Like, I got a pretty good picture of him, like, looking you like... You did, I just want to say that. <laughs> it was fucking great. It's a very good picture. But, uh, oh, this this match was so much fun. We got we got the teeth. We got the tequila. We got we got an angry PB. And I, I felt like I captured some really... He's always angry. Or something. I, but his, his facial expressions. I got a couple really good pictures where he looks pissed in this match. And it's it's just all in his Shout eyes. Yeah, you can call it a giant baby. I'd be mad too. <laughs> and then, well, he did tell us to suck his dick. <laughs> How was this match on Fight TV, Charlie? And I know you had to be excited. You didn't run to the store for this match. Oh no! Like I was, I was very excited. Um, as much as I, I love the tequila spot, instead of yelling tequila, we need to yell Dan Housen. Yes, I thought the same thing. Like, because I like I know the song and I know that was coming up, and I'm like, do we yell tequila or Dan Housen? Everybody went tequila. And I'm like, yeah, we should have went Dan Housen. If it becomes a, a a reoccurring thing, yeah, we're gonna fix that at, at the next show if it happens again. If there's another that happens again, we will fix it. Um, overall, um, I dug the match though. Um, he is, man, I, I, I tweeted this out too after like the crowd was, I felt like hotter than maybe well, there's one or two matches they were still really hot for, but I think this, they were really, really into, um, and that's just a testament to what Dan Housen does with everybody. So I think that translates well. I think that that translates well for Dan Housen, but at the same time, Knowing that this match happened early in the week and knowing some of the things that happened, like that got me excited. It could have been, you know, mm-hmm. Dan Housen versus uh, Zach Thomas and it would have been great. But I I feel like adding PB because of the match earlier, and you got to think too, PB has a history with the production. He He's the only dude 
who has uh, the history of that length with the production mm-hmm. with all 20 members they've ever had. Like he, it's all him. So I Colby red <laughs> who recently jumped back on Instagram. Oh, he's still alive. Cool. Yeah. He, I think he deactivates his accounts from time to time, then pops back up or something. Cause I recently seen a couple pictures and I double checked. I'm like, when, where have you this been? Strange dude. I was like, where have you been? And like the picture before that was from April. So I was like, all right, you're, I don't know, coming in and out. I don't even know when the last time he wrestled, like that Sadie gang thing, like I was big and then just disparate. That's different, different company, different story. Um, but it, PB has that, that history with the production and that has really played into the, the feud with 40 acres versus the production. But having that with Dan Housen, just adding all that just, just made it so this match so much better. It was a very good way to come out of intermission right back into something that I want to say most of the crowd is used to with production versus PB. If you've been following long enough, you're kind of used to seeing him against someone from the production. Pretty much. Since what? 2017, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, since the Chandler Biggins Memorial or no, no the, Back to the Future Cup. Back to, yeah, it's Back to the Future Cup. The last right. Back to the Future Cup. So, yeah. That, it's been going on for over two years. And I think... On and off. Ha- everybody has had, I think, a one-on-one match with them. Everybody in the production. Except for the one person who was there and left. The one person that just isn't a thing. <laughs> well, I'm talking about Colby Red. I don't think Colby Red had a one-on-one match. Everybody else... No, had. everyone else did at some point. Yeah. And Dan Danhausen has just been on this hot streak. I'm not, like, just... In ring and everything, it's like how how much he's caught on. A lot of people are are catching on Housen on like on how hot <laughs> Housen he's gotten. Like when when that yeah. whole thing started on Twitter, me and my girlfriend were like that whole night we kept talking Housen. Like I was like this is just an example because I think it's a word that I've used a lot lately. Don't be a bitch Housen. <laughs> and the video, his video, the son of a bitch Housen, it was uh, a big hit uh, around my household, and then. Uh, just now everybody's putting the house in at the end of their names and it's like spreading like wildfire on uh, Twitter. So it's fun. I th- I think my favorite promo from that particular week was the gangrel promo. <laughs> With the Gatorade. <laughs> I, in my head canon, it's, it's actually Derek behind the camera when he's talking to the person. It just makes it so much funnier to like visualize it being him. It's just, it's so funny. Like, there's the first part of it where he says, like, he says cut because he forgot sunglasses. Then they come back and he's still not wearing sunglasses. But he goes to take a drink. <laughs> he's like, what is this, Gatorade? Gatorade? <laughs> you have blood. So I need blood. <laughs> you, you have blood. I have blood. Everybody on the street has blood. <laughs> Casey Wondering, we really, really appreciate I love that Dan Housen on this podcast. Love him. You should too. Yep. And if you want more, you can go check the interview with said Dan Housen of a month or so ago on the podcast. It's great. Love, love that Dan Housen. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right. Next up, we had. Oh, I didn't say who won. It was uh, PB Smooth won via full Nelson face buster. And. Probably has a name for it. I don't know. This was one of those moments where, I mean, I got, like I said, I got really good picks of like the pin and just. It's just that intensity that PB had, and I'm I'm really looking forward to more 40 Acres versus the production. 
That entire stable this year has been, I don't want to say on a roll, but they've been very, very entertaining this year. Since they just kind of popped up. Oh, God. Even, like, when 40 Acres debuted, like, they put on a statement. And then the next show after that, Guido's Beer Bash put on another statement. And it's, it's something that I've loved seeing, especially seeing PB get to shine like this after his controversial title run and, and all that kind of shit and his one title defense. Like, this is a new side. And I think we need – PB had to go through that shit to get to this shine. He's showing he's not a joke, if that's a fair thing to say. I feel like people kind of looked at his title and went, eh, you got lucky. Paul's not a joke. Anyway, moving on to... They're definitely not. Moving on to the next match, we have Bitcoin Boys and the Duke versus PM Me and Alley Cat. Uh, P- PM Meow. I, yeah, we, we, were, we were chanting PM Meow, but a hashtag that was used later was P Meow or PM Ow. How do you want to say it? Because it's P-M-E-O-W. Either way, I feel like you throw Alley Cat with anybody, and it's like it's a tag team that I want to. You throw her with PME, I want to see that team. Throw her and Faye Jackson, I want to see more of that team. Her and uh, Ziggy Haim, like fucking, or excuse me, Ziggy Haim. Get it together, jeez. It's a, it's a new name. There's a learning curve period. Calm down. No. I still want right to now. see that match, by the way. It's good. I happen to catch a preview of it i thought i thought it was really good and it's just jinx slash ziggy being her own her own self that i don't think everybody would be against alley cat but you know throw those those two in a team together throw alley with a lot of people i'm like yes i want more of this team fuck yes let's do this but yeah uh pme and alley cat versus bitcoin boys and the duke this is another another fun match love pme i love what we've seen in the bitcoin boys since uh this whole thing has started. Duke's a piece of shit, but I kind of hey. that, 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 that kind of adds to the Bitcoin boys charm. I mean, if you really want to think about it, just Bitcoin boys versus PME. That's uh, two young tag teams, two great young tag teams going up against each other. You add in the Duke, who's a piece of shit, and you add in Alley Cat, who's like the the, the polar opposite. So they they even each other out. Everything's okay. But this was uh this was a pretty fun match. I think. Uh, Agent Orange was really upset with the Duke on having to uh, interact with another cat. Probably disowned him for a week or something. But <laughs> how was this match on uh, Fight TV? Uh, one thing I noticed on there that people live might not have got is that PME had whiskers um, when yes. they came out, which I, I noticed instantly. I thought that was really <laughs> it was a really fun a touch. detail. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, match was really good. Um, uh, anytime PME and Alley Cat are on my... My TV, I'll, I'll stay put and watch. Um, I'm really liking the Bitcoin boys, too. Um, I, I see big things for them down the line. Um, I'm really excited for, for what the future holds with them. So it was good stuff. Any thoughts on the match, Caden? As, as was already said, Bitcoin boys have been very good up to this point for the little tag action they've got so far. Getting them in there with the team like PME is only going to get them better. And you got Duke doing stuff. It was just a weird but fun tag match on this show. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know if everyone else thought very highly of it. I liked it a bunch. PME, they're still probably the best tag team in AIW at the moment. We'll see if this changes. It was uh, PME and Alley Cat win via 
double sunset dreams. That's the best way to put it. Meow. Next up, we had Big Tuan Tucker versus Manders. This what? got this got hey. a pop out of the crowd. I was really happy to see Manders back. Wasn't expecting it, even though I like I actually knew he was going to be there because he did kind of announce that at some point that in the month that he was going to be at AIW. But having this match for the third time, people were tweeting on Twitter second time. And I'm like, no, third. Just people haven't seen the UXWA match. Yeah, not everybody knows about them. So. Well, I know. Right, I can get the mistake. I can get the mistake, but it's still third. <laughs> I, I don't care if you're making a mistake. You're, you're you're wrong. You're just wrong. Go watch the other match. Maybe uh, UXWA will uh, finally put out that match. Actually, if we want to oh. get technical, I'm pretty sure there's some videos and gifts out there from a particular Twitter account at KVR216. There might be. So, did there's it happen or not? Of this <laughs> I think Pay you attention. Should, I think you should go back on your Twitter and Dig a couple thousand tweets back and retweet those again. <laughs> but yeah, fucking Big Twan Tucker, Manders. How how did this match feel on Fight TV? Uh, when I saw that it was them two again, I was like, oh man, this is going to be brutal. And it, it looked um, brutal on, on Fight TV. It looked uh, just, just brutal. That's all I could say with it. It was just brutal. Yeah, that's very correct. What do you expect from these two besides them to just hit each other as hard as they can? I mean, the, the it's, match it's, it's they had... It's not a bad thing at all. No, no, no. Like, the, the match they had at the um, uh, Chandler Biggins memorial show was uh, was real good, but it wasn't... I feel like this was, like, their third time meeting, and they just... They, they clicked really good this time and just really hit a home run with the match. Watching how different each of the matches have been has been really fun because the first one was a bit slower and like, all right, what can we do? Second one was all right, we're just going to hate each other, do some big moves. This one was just all of that really combined into one match. And I'm hoping there's still another match or two between these two at some point because, oh my God, smashes have been great. <laughs> more of this. This, this was the moment that I started thinking, like, okay, because Manders' second match in AIW, Cleveland is, would be his third, so there's people who a little bit more familiar with him, and the place went nuts. Tuan has, is over as fuck, so that's when, what if some of like some other like bigger men like would make their debut in AIW? People that I'm a fan of, such as Brett Eisen and O'Shea Edwards, like, how how would they resonate with AIW fans. I think it would be very similar to Caden. Tell me if you think this would be right. When Josh Alexander debuted at first, we didn't know. No how one to... really cared for him. Nobody cared when he first walked out, but Within six months, people loved him. I felt like it was after that first match. Like it was first, match. Ah. first match. I was like, okay, what can you do? And then we seen what he could do. And we went, Oh, okay. Okay. I like this guy. I'd have to rewatch that match. But you might be right about that. But I know he was very, very loved within that first little bit of time he was there. So I, it's just with this crowd, if you make a good impression in your first match, you're good. Yeah. You just have to do some cool stuff. Mm. You're good. And they, don't, it. and they don't even have to be the ultra cool stuff. Look at Manders. Not Manders. Manser. Sim, similar name. Similar name. But Manser. I mean, both, 
dumb talent there. Like it's just do simple stuff that the crowd's gonna like. Yeah. And it was Manders picking up his first win. Well, not only in AIW, but of this feud. Uh, no, not not his no, first no, win in no. AIW. He, he won the scramble at the. Uh, oh, I I forgot the about the scramble. Show. I was thinking just his match with with Tuan. First singles win, and definitely first win against Big Tuan Tucker. So it's now two to one, Big Tuan. But it was uh, yeah. Manders won via Lariat. Also, Manders in four matches in AIW. Little note there. Two scrambles, two Tuan matches. Day two, Jaylet. Yep. Okay. Same day. I mean, there's so much wrestling that goes on <laughs> that fucking weekend. I just have this weird memory of AIW shows. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's not helpful at all unless it's on this. <laughs> it's literally the only time it's ever going to be useful is when I'm doing the show. Caden, that's why you're on this show. You're little, our little encyclopedia. I'm, you, you it's like kind of like on that. It's kind of like that show Chuck, but like he's got the entire like AIW library in his brain instead. He just like flashes on stuff. From 2012 onwards, <laughs> I can tell you what happened. I thought you were going to make a dated reference to a show that I think was on before Caden was born called Probably. Beat the Geeks, and he would be the AIW geek of like knowing all this crazy information. <laughs> Was that on before he was born? I don't think it was that long ago, was it? Late 90s, early 2000s. So it's it's with, I mean, that's me trying to remember. It's within that time. Caden oh, definitely doesn't. That's only four. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> Either way, Caden doesn't remember it. Yeah, he could be the AIW geek if they were going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we had Dominic Greeny versus Joshua Bishop. And here is where we kind of had a little bit of a warning. Hey. We were told, hey, move. We don't want you dying. Mm-hmm. But I was able to get a really cool video of said dive. So great. So uh, I got one from the other side, too. I think we got the exact same video. Was that warning not just when Josh Bishop came out? Like, that's what I instantly know when, when he's coming out. Just get ready to move. <laughs> I, I mean, that also works. <laughs> Yeah, this this match is exactly what you could expect between these two. I I, I don't they I don't know what else picked to say. up on their feud that still isn't over in my mind. Uh, just another chapter. Yes, and end of that book. We we did see Dom pull a couple F fives out onto chairs, one for Bishop and another one for Wes. Go to my favorite wrestler, Brock Lesnar. I I absolutely love the fact that. Wes uh, was still rocking like bandages and stuff. <laughs> it just reminds me of like such old a school. little detail about yeah. him, but it's, it's great. Like, it just throws me back to like the old school like wrestling, where like they'd be like all bandaged up for weeks after like a really brutal match, and just like like you don't see that often anymore. For him. for him to be like all bandaged up like that, like coming out, like oh, it's so good, especially like. I know we're not talking about this week, but the at the Bobblehead show, like when he came out, like it, that was I laughed so hard, and it just it, it was perfect. It just he he gets it. I love it. He hits a lot of the small things that most people don't. Yeah, I had a weird like um, memory and of how Wes is kind of a throwback to guys like Owen and Bob Orton, who like imagine if we get this for for him. Like, he gets a cast, and he wears it for, like, a year. Oh, my God. Like, come to think about, like, who the fuck does that anymore? 
who is the crazy son of a bitch? And I think I've heard like horror stories about when Owen had his cast forever because like it was legitimate cast and it stunk. I guess so. Who that that's something that that Wes would do. So like we get the the neck brace. Like he's probably gonna be rocking it in November. I don't know. We'll see. But this match, fucking Bishop and Dom. I don't I don't know what else to say about it. This this was the match before the main event that went nuts. And Which it, is different. Yeah. And still great. I don't know. Is it, anything if you've been say? to these Winchester shows, you know how they go by now. Yeah. That uh the, the spot onto the the chairs back to back was ugh. Ugh. A lot of just gross chair stuff in this match. Yeah. I know I'm a big deathmatch ghoul, but some of this is gross. Specifically the choke slam onto the chairs. And I'm sure point of you have seen that gif or seen the spot. I mean it's gross. Who brought in the the barbed wire uh folding <laughs> chair? Who, who They have that saved from another show. But who brought that in? Caden? Who brought it in? I didn't bring that. They saved that. But from absolution. <laughs> But, but you brought it to Absolution, didn't you? That's my that's, point. You know what? I cannot take credit for the barbed wire chair at all. This was all my grandpa's idea to make this a couple years ago. The barbed wire thing was always his idea. That's the one weapon I will not take credit for. <laughs> he thought of this idea and has made all of them. So what you're saying is that this skill has been passed down from your grandfather to you. <laughs> no, to make he, these... It helps me with the other stuff. That's just the one thing he does all the time. That's the one weapon he loves having at the show is the barbed wire chair. I dig it. I think it's cool. It works. The rocking chair will forever be my favorite. Oh, yeah, we did do one of those. But that was at CZW, right? What? What, what company? We... That, that, that show in New Jersey with them bitches, according to Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've never been to a CZW show. You have. Yeah, it was a deathmatch tournament. One of the two good shows they run a year. Still a CZW show. That's that's more than I have. That's back before they went downhill. I I, I like that the Caden every once in a while I'll throw up like one of their shows from when I actually used to watch monthly and like have to buy two thousand five. Yeah, like around that time, two thousand four, two thousand five. Like uh, I started watching when Mondo won TOD two, and I watched. For like I want to say two or three years, and then I kind of got out of it. I only was like a lot of it was like just what I could see online, and then like I, I'd buy like tapes every once in a while from Smart Mark. It's and a like, strange time period of shows. Yeah, it was. There's like one good match on every show, and the rest is very eh. Yeah, but it was like a lot of it was storyline driven too at that time. Like they yeah. had like the, the the high five and like all that kind of stuff. So like, I and then like blackout watch all the shows i just pick and choose what i think looks good still fun to watch the stuff though i'm glad i have easy access to it now yeah sometimes you'll throw stuff up i'll be like oh man i remember that (laughs) big fan of that era of indie wrestling that's when i first got into it that and iwa mid-south from that time period too the big thing i remember from that time period was nate webb doing his entrance that's why i'm I'm so happy every time Oh, I know. That's why I'm so happy every time he does it. And I always lose my voice because I'll sing along with the song with him. Like, when he comes out, I love it so much. So I'm glad I've gotten to do that twice now. Only twice. Anyway, it was uh, Joshua. <laughs> Back on the rails. 
Joshua Bishop chokeslam Dom into an inverted chair bridge. Yes. It looked like just hell. For the mm. win. Realigned his spine. Usually those chairs kind of move a little bit. He just stuck to the chairs. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> you know it's bad if I go, Ugh. There's not a lot that makes me do that. It was gross. And Necro Butcher did it. It'll be fine. At least it wasn't like a, a cop killer on until it chairs like that. Oh, yeah, no, let's not. Let's not <laughs> say that on this because someone will actually do that. Oh, God. I'd rather what, not have anyone do that. What have I spoken into the world? Oh, Matthew Jules, let's take it. Give uh, him more ideas. Uh, Good job. He made me get Mancer blood on, on, on my clothes. Souvenir. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, I... I Nah, I'm, I'm good with that, not getting blood on me. Like, getting sprayed oh, with blood was, well, was gross. <laughs> yes. Every, everybody's pulling for you, you goof. Not wanting to go to the hospital with a collapsed lung. You're insane. I mean, we've we've known that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a southern psycho, but damn it. That's crazy. So We need you to be on TV at some point. You need that contract. Yes, please. Yes, please. And he needs to keep the entrance <laughs> for <Yes>. TV. <laughs> Commercial break. He still hasn't come back. Still going. About yet. <laughs> All right. Next. Okay. Back on yes. Back on the rails. <laughs> next up, we had the main event of the evening. This is a really cool thing too. We talk about how um, not knowing the card, so it's like, all right, main event time, and it's like, all right, who the fuck is going to be in the main event? Figured, okay, you know, Justice is probably here. Probably going to defend the title. Who's he defending it against? So Matt Justice with Bill Alfonso. Defending the AIW Intense Championship versus Eric Ryan with Bobby Beverly. My God, oh this this was a fun match. Fucking all the, all the weapons, all the forks, all the doors, all the fork doors, all the tacks. Don't worry, I didn't actually bring anything for this. <laughs> I'm done bringing stuff until they actually have a fans bring the weapons match next time. I'm out of ideas. You can't run a death match on every show anymore. And Light tubes. <laughs> and no spooky powder. And all the spooky gas. Fucking, towards the end of this match, Eric Ryan pulls out a box of light tubes, pulls one out, looks like he's about to hit Justice with it, hits himself, rubs it on his forehead, then reaches, into, size himself. <laughs> reaches into the box and pulls out the rest of the box, which is all taped together. 29 light tubes taped together. Whole... Lee, fuck. <laughs> I showed my boss a video of the of him doing all this. Uh, my boss is like a casual wrestling fan, but he's very intrigued by AIW. And uh, I showed him this, and now he's like adamant that he's going to go to a show. I was like, that's not always like this. I was like, but I was like, I'll take you to a show next year when when I know it's going to be uh, a little bit like that. So well, I know there's going to be glass, and someone will bring stuff like that. <laughs> So how was this, how was this match on Fight TV, Charlie? Uh, Thorn on commentary was fucking hilarious because <laughs> he's like, I said no fucking glass, and like, yeah, they they busted out the tubes and, and everything, and he was just, oh man, he was funny to listen to on commentary. Um, it was good stuff. Uh, the um, everything looked good. Like I, I didn't, I don't think there was really too many issues with anything um, camera wise that I can remember. Um, but yeah, it was good stuff. It was, it was, I was happy that, uh, 
Eric Ryan got got a singles match and got to do some deathmatch stuff and stuff in AIW because like he's done that. Yeah, I mean like he, he does it everywhere else, and then he's like he's got the tag team with Bobby. Not and, a bad thing. No, no, no. With Bobby being hurt, I mean it's a chance for him to kind of step up and shine doing the the deathmatch stuff. So Bobby likes partying on occasion. Yeah, he's he's not afraid of you know fork doors and that kind of well, stuff. when need be. He'll have some fun. It's cool seeing the, that version of Eric in AIW for the first time in a couple of years. I'm not even going to try to figure out a date. It's just been quite a while. Yeah. How much did you love this match, Caden? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting the white juice. Say that. Considering how much I get yelled at for wanting glass all the time. Can't lose the building over using it. So th- does that mean the Winchester doesn't care? Or? I don't know. I think with the I... amount of money they make, that at least what he kind of like hinted at on, uh, I don't know what show it was because I listened to both this week, but he talked about how like they get that building for free because they do so much business for the Winchester. So I'm sure like they don't give a shit. They probably break in the cash. Do crazy things there. Take advantage of that. We've got fire and we've got glass there this year. <laughs> yeah, fire, fire didn't get them kicked out. I'm sure glass ain't gonna get them kicked out. The two things they won't do at any other building, really, and especially in a building that small. And they're doing things like that. I don't know. Has anybody been to the the place where we're going for Hell on Earth? It's a bigger building, from what I know. The hmm. Bigger building, as in like Ohio net size? I, not that ridiculous, but yes. Well. I mean, that was a huge building. There was a lot that we didn't use, but the I'm more I'm looking say, at... Not that obnoxiously big, but yes. I'm more looking at the space that AIW occupied outside of the curtain. That's exactly what I mean. Like, there was, just from the pictures I saw, there were that place was just ginormous. They didn't need all of that. It's similar to, like, it's a gym, I think. I mean, so, with this match, there was... Well, there, there was so much shit. And I don't doors, think... fork doors, tacks, chairs, forks, glass. Forks. Just regular forks. Just regular forks, too. So, yeah. Um, Party. Uh, the uh, One cool spot that I want to mention, there was a nice little back and forth of, you know, Bobby Beverly pulling out Tom Dunn. And then not that long later, Bill Alfonso pulling out the Tom Dunn. So that's like one thing I like. Like, well, well Bobby, you do it. Fucking Bill Alfonso's like, fuck it, I can do it, too. But it was Matt, Matt Justice retained via MK Ultra through a bundle of the light tubes we just talked about. Yeah. Was, All the death. <laughs> it was some pretty, pretty crazy shit. All the violence. All right, we got the fire and the glass. Now give me my no rope barbed wire match. Let's go. Last time we had one was 2012. Come yeah. on. Was, yeah, we got Fonzie there to, to tape up biceps. And I mean, yeah, hey. we're good. Come on. Get this going. They just have to figure out how they would transition that shit. Like, AIW, I will say, for that absolution, it was perfect. The That will probably be one of the best transitions in between matches ever. It was that barbed wire match, and then right, like, literally, like, right as it's it's ending, one, two, three, maybe a couple seconds of celebration, and then that was the, that was the, was that the Submission Squad versus Latin Crime Syndicate? Yep, yep, yep. They come through the crowd and they start having a match like basically behind the crowd. Like everybody's turned. And then by the time their little matchup's over, we turn around, 
Ropes are up. We're ready for regular wrestling matches. That's the show. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely great. I'll, I don't think I'll ever see anybody pull it off. And that was AIW in 2012. Imagine what they can do in 2019, 2020. When you have all the students to help out. Because that's back when they had a crew of like five people. Yeah. All right. That will wrap up this show. How did you guys feel about Bad Boy for Life? Oh, and actually, I, I do want to throw out before we, before we forget... The, the line for Joey Janela was insane. Like, there was a lot of people there, and I think there was a good amount for him. And just to try to form a line to do a meet and greet with him, they ended up having to cut it off to come back from intermission. And then at the end of the show, it went on for, for a while, too. So I, I kind of mentioned on the preview, like, I, I really wanted to get my picture with him, get an autograph. And I, I wanted to grab a shirt from him, but he, I think the highest he had was 1X. And I was like, nah, I'm good on that. I, he even, like, I don't like doing two X's, but he, he thought he had one. I was like, fine, fuck it, give it to me. Turns out, no, he didn't. So I, I didn't get that. But, like, wishing the dude uh, best of luck in AEW. It, it was cool to get that one, one final moment. But how was Bad Boy for Life as a whole on Fight TV for you, Charlie? Uh, worth the $12.99. Um, it always is, though. I mean, AIW... They, I don't think they've ever under-delivered on a show. Like, I don't understand how they're under-buys. I mean, the there there's so much on the show that now that you know what's on the show, it's it's absolutely worth um, checking out for yourself. So, um, if there's anybody on the fence, buy it. It's it's twelve ninety nine. Like, it's it's not a lot, and you're gonna get a lot of great content out of it. So, overall. Um, would buy again. Absolutely sucks that I can't make those shows, but um, I'm so glad that I get to watch them on TV. So I'd like to keep that going. So please buy the show <laughs> so I can keep watching it. How was it for you live, Caden? Yeah, it was fantastic. I, As I said, I've wanted a mystery show for quite some time, and the fact that it happened as uh, like Janela's final show, just being this big surprise who is going to be here type deal was great. I know it wasn't like as ever as a lot of people call it like an A show, but it felt like it in a way. It was a very, very fun night top to bottom. I'm hoping it becomes a semi-regular thing that they do every year. You know, well, every year it'd be regular. You know what I mean? It's about eating my bed. <laughs> it was a very enjoyable show, not knowing who was going to show up, what you're going to get. And just how stuff was going to go. It was great. Check it out if you haven't already watched it, or if you did, watch it again. And, yeah, good stuff. I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of paid for it the next morning when I had to wake up at 6 o'clock. And I can't remember where I had to go. Oh, I had to go all, had to go all the way down to Dayton and come back. So kind of kind of sucked, but I wasn't actually as tired as I thought I would have been. As a whole, like I said, I hope we we do these shows again. Maybe announce nobody. Maybe announce people, but no matches. Announce one big match to sell tickets. Or yeah, wh whatever it needs. I I kind of wonder if AIW has enough fan base to bring in people without having that kind of name. It will never be an Odeon show yeah. or a, a big level show. It will always be a bar show. I'm okay with this. Like. If Joey Janela wasn't going to be there, I would have bought it on Fight TV. I've, I've said it before. I would have 
gave away the ticket on this podcast, on the Twitter account, just because, like, fuck it. I can watch from home as soon as it's over, you know, go to my room, go to bed. But instead, Joey Janelle's last show, I'm like, I, I really got to go. I got my, you know, picture with Joey. I got an 8 by 10 from him. I do results. What? Got to do the results. I could do the results on Fight TV. I just can't do the fancy pictures. I'd be like, all right, Caden, I'll do the pre-match stuff. You still do the post-match stuff, but I ain't going to do any pictures. So there's that. But, yeah, I got a couple other 8x10s. So it was, all in all, it was a fun night. And I don't know when I'm going to have to do it again. But, yeah, it'll be, it will be fun. All right, any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs? Before we go, start with Caden. Um, as I said, it was a fantastic show. Uh, and if you want to follow me on any sort of social media, it's at KVR216. I probably post cool gifts if you're into that. I don't know. That's my whole deal. Uh, yeah, that's about it. How about you, Charlie Butters? Uh, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y underscore Butters. And I also have a podcast, uh, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, and you can follow them on Twitter at Not Ready the Number Four PTW. Any any fun episodes coming up? Um, we're going to be reviewing uh, Turbo Graps the afternoon and the midday show uh, the next two weeks, and then uh, we might have some fun surprises coming up leading into our hundredth episode uh, at the beginning of November. So. Turbo Graps, you had the first episode came out last week and the other one coming out this next weekend? Correct. Correct. Because we're... <laughs> I see you trying to trip me up. I got it. <laughs> now, I make, I, I'm making sure because you said the next two weeks, but as of... Oh, this, yeah, I got you, got you. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're I'm not right, trying yeah. to trip okay, you up. So I'm trying one, to the help first you. one's out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then maybe the, the next two weeks after that, you'll have a, have a special co-host or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we, we have that from time to time. It's good stuff. All right, you can find myself at HeavySet330, much like you can find this show at WrestlingCheers, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And like I said, we got the merch store over at WaterManeuver.net. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as like The Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The IndieCast, Center Stage, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, PowerSlam.tv, Use Wrestling Shares All One Word and get your first month free, Ring Size Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you bring the barb wire folding chair, even if you brought it months ago. Later. Making your way
got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go Yeah.